Asanda Beda on SAFM. Let's go straight to talking uh, wellness now. Uh, over, uh, overcoming trauma is our topic today. So you may have had one or many very upsetting, frightening or traumatic things happen to you in your life or that threatened or hurt something you love, even your community. When these kinds of things happen, you may not get over them quickly. In fact, you may feel the effects of these traumas for many years, even for the rest of your life. And sometimes you don't even notice the effects right after the trauma happens. And years later, you may begin having thoughts, nightmares and other disturbing symptoms. And you may develop these symptoms and not even remember what happened or the traumatic thing that happened happened uh, that is could be leading to that so ju- just to understand this a bit better we're joined by Yvette Rachikopa NLP practitioner Yvette good morning happy Monday morning Asanda how are you doing I'm good thanks how are you I'm well thank you how's load shedding affecting you ah nothing I don't know about you guys <laughs> what do you I mean uh, where do you live <laughs> I will not say because I feel like I'll switch on myself yeah, don't jinx it, ne? Okay, it's fine. Let's leave it. Okay, uh, yeah, that is actually another thing that's, you know, we laugh about it, but it actually does uh, link to mental health, our load shedding, and, you know, just the issue around trauma, because, yeah, we, we struggle. But let's talk about then, you know, in terms of uh, uh, trauma and where it begins, because as we're saying in our introduction, it's the the symptoms or the the you know, the way it manifests itself might not be seen immediately after the traumatic event. It might come uh, years later. Um, definitely. Um, what I always say to people that I work with is that trauma stays in your body, right? So a lot of people think that just because they've experienced um, a trauma and they, or they've, they've forgotten about this experience or they, they've moved on with their life, that the trauma is not affecting them. So a lot of times a trauma will affect you and it will show up like in your career, in your relationships, in how you express yourself, in your emotions and in your relationship with yourself, in the beliefs that you have about yourself. Things like PTSD, where you find yourself having these reactions to certain things and you might not even be able to explain it. So definitely trauma does is something that does um, affect us in the long run, even if we don't acknowledge it, even if we've never spoken about it, especially if we've never spoken about it. And even if you know, we think we've moved on. Yeah. So, I mean, for years, uh, traumatic things that happened to people were overlooked. But now we're seeing that we're talking about this more. Uh, there's more research on it. There's more healthcare around it. Uh, why, what is the uh, result or what is the, the reason, the main reason behind the change, which is good? I think it is more knowledge and information, right? Because for a lot of us, I think, especially for Africans, you find that... Um, in the past, we do not have access to a lot of things, right? Um, this, in the same way that maybe um, white people had access to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I think for a lot of us, um, specifically for Africans, I think it's a more of an access to resources, access to the internet, for example, where you find different types of people putting information out there and then you realize, oh, this is trauma, you know? So I think it's an access thing. And I also think that people are just becoming more aware you know, if you notice, I mean, if you speak to someone maybe who's not of color, then they only speak of therapy, you know, communication, so many things. And sometimes we just didn't have the language for it. So as the generations move along, specifically for Africans, a lot more people are just becoming aware, oh, this is what apartheid did to my parents. Mm-hmm. And this is how they acted out on me, you know. And sometimes it's not even just about apartheid. There's also other traumas caused by accidents and so forth. So people... 
in the past, you know, it was a thing of we don't talk, we don't deal with things, we don't do therapy. You know, there's so many things that people just didn't have an awareness of. And as there's more mental health awareness, there's more more campaigns around it, there's more resources like just the access to the Internet and, and Google, you know. So that has made it easier for a lot of people to access that knowledge and see that, okay, this is how I can move forward. And this is what trauma looks like and sounds like. And I can, and also just the world being smaller, right? Being a global village. Yeah. So then we have more access to so much knowledge out there. So what are some of the experiences then? If we can look at just examples of traumatic experiences, obviously the one that top of my head comes is a loss of a, a close family member or a close friend. Death is one of a, a traumatic experience. What are so, some examples? So an example would be like that, right? Um, death would be more of a loss, you know. And really, I think it's more about when it comes to something like um, death or that, that would be more of a loss, right? It won't necessarily always be traumatic because it's based on how a person processes it, right? So it really varies. According to Medinet, there are three types of traumas, which is acute trauma, right? And this is based on... Um, a single distressing event, such as an accident, you know, an assault, a natural disaster, the event is extreme enough to threaten the person's emotional and physical security. So that would cause a lot of irritation, confusion, an inability to sleep, things of that nature. Then there's chronic trauma, which comes from domestic violence, bullying, sexual abuse, and this is where someone is exposed to multiple or long-term and prolonged distressing over a long time. So this is when, you know, you've experienced trauma consistently, you know, somebody um, abuses you consistently, bullies you consistently, and that's why when you look at, for example, emotional trauma, Mm. right, I think people don't recognize this as a trauma, but if somebody is beating you down or making making you feel like you're less than for a long period of time, that can be trauma. That is trauma, actually, you know. Mm. Um, so there's so many things. And then there's complex trauma, which is a result of exposure to varied and multiple traumatic events or experiences. So this is, again, neglect over a long time. You know, if you your parents didn't pay any attention to you, that can be trauma. Because I think sometimes the one mistake we make, we make with trauma is that somebody has to physically touch you. You know, or you have to be physically hurt for mm. it to be a trauma. So something like neglect, you know, over a long period of time, family dispute, you know, if there's a lot of arguments, you grew up in an environment where there was a lot of arguing and fights and you just didn't feel safe, you know, violence, domestic violence, that is, can also be trauma-inducing. And things like civil unrest. So civil unrest, specifically, like I said earlier on, apartheid. So there are so many different types of things. So I think it depends on the processing. Even something like grief can be a trauma, you know, depending on how you process the grief and depending on what happened around the grief. You know, it could have been an accident. It could have been a thing where you didn't expect it and how you process it doesn't allow you to to kind of, you know, move forward. It causes an ongoing distress for you, confusion, not being able to sleep, things like that. So there are different types of trauma, and I think one thing we need to move away from is that, you know, if you can't see it, it's not there, Mm. you know. All these other experiences like neglecting your childhood, like your parents calling you names over a period of your entire childhood, those can be trauma, like favoritism over your childhood. So there's different levels of it, you know, but I think what we need to move away from is that trauma is the only thing that you can touch. And then, of course, we're also in the middle of a a pandemic and, you know, we need to, I think sometimes we just get through uh, the day to day telling ourselves we'll survive, but that could also result in trauma. Um, Definitely. I think, again, it goes back to that processing thing, you know, 
and yeah. we respond to things differently. But you find yourself, um, if we look back and what I just said about from Medinet, you know, ex- excessive anxiety or panic, irritation, you know, confusion, the inability to sleep. You know, that's where you can find that maybe you're experiencing acute trauma, just as um, the source has said. Okay, so let's discuss then that. Uh, what are the feelings that are associated with trauma? What are the symptoms? You mentioned uh, insomnia. You mentioned uh, being irritable. What are the other ways so that we can gauge whether we need some help or not? Okay, so again, going back to um, the source that I'm reading from, which is Medinet, um, because remember, I'm an NLP practitioner, which is just, I can only add the supporting information from a source. And it's Again, excessive anxiety or panic. So if you find yourself feeling anxious a lot, irritation, confusion, the inability to have restful sleep, unreasonable lack of trust, inability to focus or work or studies, lack of self-care or grooming, aggressive behavior. Um, the other symptoms may look like things like maybe just feeling unsafe overall, you know, um, PTSD where, again, which goes back to anxiety and just not feeling safe in your body, not trusting other people, having flashbacks of memories, you know, um, of the event and recurring flashbacks of that particular event. So really people just need to pay attention to their emotions over a long span of time and how they react um, to certain situations. So your reaction says a lot, you know, and maybe there's something to look into, especially if you know that there's something that you've been through that you have not processed that was traumatic to you, shock into your physical, emotional system. Okay, so then getting help, uh, then you go to healthcare providers, um, getting counseling and therapy and all of that. But in some instances, there is, you know, medications that are suggested for certain um, issues. When, at what point does medication become uh, a suggestion? Okay, so in terms of medication, I can't speak into that particularly. But what a person can do is speak to their psychologist, you know, or therapist, somebody who can refer them, or psychiatrist. So you'd have to speak to your psychiatrist, anybody in a professional of that sort, and just to get a referral in that regard or get a proper diagnosis because what you don't want to do is diagnose yourself mm. So because you might diagnose yourself wrongly. The best thing is to speak to your psychologist or your psychiatrist and, and get that referral, and then they'll, they'll diagnose you appropriately. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for shedding light on this. I'm sure we'll touch on it again uh, because it's quite broad. Uh, we hadn't even, you know, gone to what, you know, the day-to-day things that people can do, like exercise and all of that. But uh, thanks for joining us again, Yvette. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Sandra. Great. Yvette Rachikopa. Oh, sorry. Yvette, are you still there? Yes. Let's share your social media handles. Oh, yes. It's at Yvette underscore A-L-O-E. Awesome. So that's Y-V-E-T-E. A-L-O-E. Thanks, Asanda. Okay, happy Monday to you. Okay.